Welcome back to The Mark Steiner Show. I'm Imani Spence, producer for the show, and I'm here with Brennan Soderberg, editor-in-chief for City Paper, and also Kenneth Stone Breckenridge, who is researcher and reporter for City Paper. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So, Brandon, can you like give us a little bit of an introduction of why Kenneth is joining us this week? Sure. So, uh, Kenny wrote a really great story, and that's the cover of this issue, which is called Long Ride, and it's um, basically about a... Baltimore County heroin addict um, who worked in the city, who's in his mid-30s, who was trying to escape the city, wanted to go down to Myrtle Beach where his mom, his girlfriend, his five-year-old daughter are, um, basically because he just felt he couldn't operate in the city and be addicted. If he was ever going to kick, it was not going to happen here. And this story was brought to me by Kenny, I guess, earlier this year. Um in kind of an amazing way, which was that Kenny does ride sharing on the side. You know, we all have extra jobs because no one makes any money anymore. Yes. And um, Kenny does some ride sharing and that sort of thing. And through a friend, he was introduced to this guy, um, John, and uh, who basically needed a ride to Myrtle Beach. And that's kind of how it started. So Kenny, maybe you want to pick up from there. But uh, yeah, it's an amazing story. It's a great story about uh, what this city can do to you, good and bad, especially mm. bad in this case, and I think also about the complexities of addiction. And there's an interesting push and pull I think Kenny and this guy have about the the sort of tendencies and patterns of addiction and how it changes your life. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll shut up and let Kenny talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gave the gist of it. I mean, I, um, I drove this gentleman down to South Carolina um, not intending to write about it, um, but you know his story struck me, and I, I ended up writing about it. Um, and it was a uh, it was an interesting experience to to hear this guy uh, tell me his story, tell me about his life, um, and you know eight hours from Baltimore to South Carolina, you know just sort of just hearing him a large portion of the time and his story and. Uh, and experiencing him also, you know, he, mind you, he he started going through withdrawals in the car. So, uh, yeah, got him down there and then decided to put it on, you know, write it down and handed it over to Brandon. That's really interesting because I'm as I was reading this story, I think what really struck me the most was kind of how long this car ride must have been that you would have this time to kind of, get to know each other did you think that was the easy part to just know that you were going to be talking to this person you're going to be in the car together for nine hours is it nine hours uh it was, it was a little over eight hours okay. drive there and eight hours back okay so yes yeah, so you're in the car with this person and you <clears throat> did you assume that he was going to be kind of forthcoming about his story uh i thought so <laughs> i mean i'm just because uh, you know i report for the city paper and i talk to people often and also ride sharing i meet people often i'm i'm um, pretty good at i guess listening really you know I'm, sometimes i just ask a question people uh, often uh, enjoy talking you know sharing themselves you know i thought that he might but i wasn't completely sure um i mean it was it, it was nothing really difficult about it so um the easy you know it was, it was sort of easy to talk to him and get uh, you know, to hear from him, um, the, you know, it was, was tiring because I sort of went down there and turned right back around and came back. So it was a total of like 17, 16, 17, 17 hours. Wow. So, uh, yeah, but I had to get back to back to the office by the next day. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it was it was, it was so interesting. And, uh, you know, I you know, 
I hope people enjoy it and like to hear what people think about it. Yeah, it seemed to me, Kenny, too, that he kind of got excited to have someone to tell a story to. Maybe you want to go, like, yeah. especially because the story's so crazy. It's not only a story <coughs> of addiction, it's a story of being a drug dealer, making a ton of money and that kind of thing. And he seemed happy to have someone that wanted to listen to him, too. Yeah, his life had changed. I mean, he went from having uh, having a lot to not having very much to, you know, from have you know, sort of being on top of life to being, uh, you know, at his lowest point. And, um, you know, his girlfriend or his, or his, you know, his child mother and his mother and, and people around him were very familiar. You know, they're from Old Dundalk. Um, there's there's uh, all, all of Old Dundalk. It's not a bad area, but there, there there's some drugs moving through there. And that's where he started out. And um, the people are used to hearing that. So he had no one wanted to hear his story from his point of view. So he was pretty pleased that someone was willing to listen. And I wonder if that's the case for a lot of other people who you struggle with, uh, you know, um, uh, opiate addictions. You know, if they if do they have people to listen to them? To you know, are there resources for them to sort of share this thing uh, that that sort of holds them down? So yeah, and so his mother just also the reason he was going to Myrtle Beach was to see his mother and to go through partially go through withdrawal there. Was she a, like a healthcare professional? Because I know he said that they grew up around drugs, but not at all. And um, and specifically, I mean, since. Since uh, we put him in there anonymously, I could probably share a little bit more. His mom, um, his mom had just, uh, I think, got some inheritance or something like that, and she moved out of Baltimore herself and moved to South Carolina, bought a house, and was pretty stable. She said to uh, him and his, his daughter's mother, "Look, if you guys want to get off, you have a, my granddaughter. If you guys want to get off that, get off those drugs, come down here and and I'll I'll support you. I'll help you out as much as I can." And they didn't take her up on it for a while, and then they, uh, then his daughter's mother said, "I'm leaving," and she's she's told me specifically like if I knew if I left and took the baby, he you would, would come, call her. and that's exactly what happened. So yeah, and his mother, um, her background when John, the the guy's that's the guy in the story, like when John, like was this, can you talk about his mother's background a little? Cause that's sure. Yeah, so she wasn't a health professional. She was actually, uh, I think she struggled with uh, living in the drug world herself. You know, she didn't. She she'd done drugs. Um, I, I don't recall if he said she'd sold any drugs, but um, the people around her did. She she was associate of the. Was it the the Piggins? Some bike gang. Some, Lots some of PCP one one percent yeah. bike gangs. And when you guys <laughs> read this, and I'm going to tell you now. Um, there's one part of, uh, about a, uh, about filling a bathtub full of drugs. Yeah. So, uh, you, um, I mean, it was really amazing. I'd never heard of anything like that. Me but neither. I mean, it was, it was just, um, you know, bikers around and people, you know, on, on drugs and, and that's, that's what he grew up with. That's all he knew. He knew nothing else other than his drug life. And, um, now he tried his best to get off. So. And he kind of had this moment in between that Kenny talks about, that he talks about a lot. Um, with a lot of affection, understandably, where he was dealing cocaine, especially, and just mm. had like a ton of money, and so it's almost a story. Where he got, he what he learned from his family. It seems to me, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny is like he learned the ins and outs of dealing and hustling, exactly. got into that yeah. life, and it's only sort of more recently <coughs> in the past five or so years mm -hmm. that but he, he became addicted. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he'd served plenty of people uh, drugs from marijuana to coke to crack, and it made tons of money. 
um, but then became a sort of, uh, you know, he, he, he fell to addiction himself. Um, and it started off with prescription medication and slid into, you know, uh, heroin. Thank you so much for coming in to talk with us. Um, Thanks for having us. Your separate cover story, The Long Ride, is the story of the Baltimore City Paper this week. You can pick up a copy of City Paper today in newsboxes across the city and also check it out at citypaper.com. The Mark Steiner Show is a production of the Center for Emerging Media. Our producer is Amani Spence. Our assistant producer is Calvin Perry. Our production assistant is Nadia Ramlika. Our engineer is Andrea Milton. Our theme music is by Wall Matthews of Blue Cuts. Please send me your thoughts about today's program to talk at steinershow.org. Podcast The Mark Steiner Show and share it with your friends. Please visit us on the web at steinershow.org or listen to us via your favorite podcasting app. If you're a source for cool jazz and more, WEAA 88.9 FM, the voice of the community. I'm Mark Steiner. 